Hello and welcome to the Moonshots Podcast. It's episode 238. I'm your co-host, Mike Parsons, and as always, I'm joined by the man himself, Mr. Mark Pearson Freeland. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, listeners, subscribers, and viewers. I'll tell you what, Mike, maybe I'll try a different tact today. I am still very, very excited, but man, this one I'm particularly excited about in episode 238 as you and I are launching into a brand new series. And this is a real topic that we've talked about a lot on the show, but I think it's now time that we do a deep dive into this world and this technique. You are so right. Particularly excited. This is a whole new level for you, Mark. I'm dying to know what book and what series are we starting? Well, today, listeners and subscribers, we are kicking off a brand new series, first of all, on journaling. Journaling being such an incredible asset tool and process that we've used and talked about on the Moonshot Show many, many times. But to kick off that season and series on journaling, we have The Artist's Way, which is a 1992 self-help book by Julia Cameron. Julia Cameron was a fanta- is a fantastic teacher, author, artist, poet, playwright, novelist, filmmaker, composer, and journalist, Mike. So if anybody that we've covered on The Moonshot Show had a lot of titles and accolades to them, <laughs> Julia's definitely up there. Maybe you, maybe you, Mark, maybe you left off one word, overachiever. Overachiever. Well, I'll tell you what, if any of us want to try and get to the level of overachieving that Julia Cameron has done, I think the secret might be in her very, very uh, celebrated and accoladed book, The Artist's Way, which we're going to dive into today, Mike, on episode 238. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And if you are looking for a way to clear the mind, put the monkey mind to rest, this is the show for you. Or if you're looking to tap into a bit more creativity and find that creativity, you somehow you know it's inside of you, but it hasn't come out, then this is also for you. So if you liked Elizabeth Gilbert's Big Magic, if you liked Eckhart Tolle's Power of Now or anything in between, or if you were just like Mark and I, we were so inspired by Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey. We devoted an entire series to journaling. This, this show is for you. So buckle your your seatbelts, get your pen and paper at the ready because we're going to learn the artist's way. That's right, Mike. So look, I think we've tried to pitch this as much as we can. So let's now hear from the author and overachiever herself, Julia Cameron, who's having a chat with Fern Cotton on the value of writing to unlock your creativity. Why does it help people unlock their creativity? Well, I think that when we move our hand across the page, we end up with a handmade life. There's a direct connection between our hand and our heart. And I think that when we start to write, we are gently led. I think that it's powerful and it's hopeful. And people find themselves encouraged. And again, I want to say the word coaxed, gently coaxed forward. Yeah. I I certainly feel that. And I really appreciate as I'm, you know, well, just before I'm about to start making my kids breakfast, I really like giving myself that time just for me to 
see what comes out of the pen to see what happens. It's a really, it's a really lovely feeling. And the other part of the artist's way famously is the artist dates. As I said a moment ago, I haven't been as disciplined with that part of it. And it's kind of my personality, I guess, to uh, shun free time that doesn't have this you know, end result because I can be a bit of a workaholic. And I think also perhaps within the structure of British culture, we go, oh, I haven't got time for fun or whatever it might be. We always think we've got to be working or achieving or doing something. Why are the artist dates so important? Well, I think, first of all, we should explain what they are. Yes. It's a once a week solo expedition to do something that enchants or interests you. In other words, it's a signed play. Uh, and I think it's very important. Uh, creativity experts will tell you that concentrate and then release is what's necessary. Uh, and so with morning pages, we're concentrating. And with artist dates, we're releasing it's as if we have switched the dial over from send to receive. Uh, and we receive hunches, intuitions, guidance, uh, and you're cheating yourself if you're doing morning pages and you're not doing artist dates. So I want to yeah. encourage you to please try them. Uh, what I find happens is that people have a sense of a benevolent something. They feel a contact, and they will say to me, Julia, I think I felt God. Oh, boy. Uh, you thought you were tuning in to the Moonshots podcast for success habits and so forth, but we're just putting you in touch with the big guy upstairs, you know, hello there. I just, <laughs> but, but, but Mark, there's a couple of things here. Like there is something special about hand to paper, writing down mm -hmm. notes, ideas, journalizing, diarizing. But I think the important thing that we have seen in the Moonshots podcast is the, it's the act of getting out of your head and I invariably would relate it like this. As soon as I go to write something down, I'm often becoming aware that the thought is only half-baked. So, you, you know, when you write it down, you type it out and you're like, hmm, uh, that's, that's kind of the thought, but it's not the whole thought that I was trying to, trying to do. And then you have to go back and work on it. That refinement is the beauty of writing because when you see your idea transpose and then read it back, you're like, hang on, that's not quite what I meant. You know, in my mind, I have something and then you refine it and then you get it. And it's when you get that aha moment, you've actually advanced your thinking. You've not just like created an artifact of what was in your mind. You've actually taken it a step further. And this is directly mm. akin to the sharing of ideas. As soon as you have a good idea and you share it, it often through that process of discussion, it comes back to you better. And sometimes people like, I don't mm. understand, or some people like, wow, that's really interesting. Have you thought about this? And then you go on these new pathways. I think the thing is get yeah. out of your head. Don't go crazy with all this stuff 
cooking uh, up in your mind. And she said something really important, like concentrate and then release. And we're going to hear about the two practices related to that. You know, she talked yeah. about the morning pages. She talked about the artist stage. We've got a whole clip on that coming up. But I think like right now what we need to celebrate is the purge, Mark, is the getting out of your head, get it down onto paper, type it out on your, mm. your laptop, whatever it takes, get your thinking out. Do not bottle it all up. I think this is the single greatest thing we can take from this. What do you think, Mark? Yeah, I, I totally agree. It is a process within a walk of discovery. Sometimes when I'm journaling, and I love your description there, Mike, around creativity, um, fleshing out ideas, trying to figure out how to communicate it. Sometimes when I'm referring to myself, uh, when I'm journaling, on something that maybe has been keeping me awake up at night. Maybe it's a crucial conversation that I've been trying to having. Maybe it's a concern that I have with, with something that I'm working on. I'll often write it down. And in the process of actually writing it, I'll realize, oh, I don't really mean that. That's not the thing that I'm struggling with. It's not actually as big a deal as I thought. Instead, it's something different. Right. So this is very, very freeing. It's very, very liberating because gradually through the process of scribbling it down, again, it can be computer, paper. I opt for paper because maybe I'm akin to Julia, this hand-to-heart connection. But the act of just getting it out of your head, using your word purging, then it clears that mist. And then you can start to see what it is. What else is out there? What are the things that I'm really concerned about? Yeah, yeah. Why haven't I noticed those before? Sometimes it can be quite small. That's a, a, a small, actionable thing. Great. I'll go out and change it now. Yeah. Or maybe it's something bigger that you want to come back to and reflect on even further. But this act of, you know, almost creating a map and discovering it slowly over time yes. as you explore your own, you know, concerns. Yes. For me, it's been, like I say, quite liberating and quite exciting to do. Yeah. And I guess one thing I'd like to share with our um, members viewers and listeners, is that um, if you're thinking about writing and you're like, oh, you know, where, where, where am I going to, you know, where am I going to start on this? What I like is this like idea of prompts. And I'm not talking about chat mm. GPT quite here. I'm talking about journaling prompts. And I wanted to share a few good ones. For example, if you want to start writing, answer these questions. What's going on for me right now is dot, dot, dot. What makes me happy is if I knew I could not fail, I would. The last time I felt this way, I. What's not working for me right now is. And there are millions of these kind of prompts. So if you really want to like get something going, Think about a prompt, think about a word that can spark you into action. And even mm. you know, something we've talked about, if your writing is starts with only one word, that's a win because maybe tomorrow you can do two and the day after mm. three, right? And so stick at it yeah. and clear the, clear the head. And then that's where you go to discover your creativity. There is actually another group of people who've discovered their ultimate creativity, and that's our members, Mark. 
Yeah, that's right. Individuals who maybe, Mike, have read The Artist's Way, or maybe they're just channeling their inner creativity and really vibing with the ideas that we're going to be discovering within our series on journaling are our much-loved and well-respected members. So please, without further ado, let me introduce Bob, Marjolin Ken, Dietmar, Marjan, Connor, Rodrigo, and Lisa, Sid, Mr. Bonjour, Paul, Berg, Kalman, and Joe, Christian, Samuela, Barbara, and Andre, Eric, Chris, Deborah, and Lasse, Steve, Craig, Daniel, Andrew, Ravi, Yvette, Karen, and Raul, all of whom are our annual members. Thank you again, guys, for your continued support and membership. Hot on those heels include PJ, Nicoara, Ola, and Ingram, Dirk, Emily, Harry, and Karthik, Venkata, Marco, Jet, Roger, Anna, Raw, Nimelen, and Diana, Christoph, Denise, Laura, Smitty, Corey, Bertram, Daniela, and Mike, Dan, Antonio, Vanessa, Zachary, Brian, Katty, Austin, and Fred. Thank you so much, guys, for your continued support for the Moonshots show. And apart from that, Luna lunar-powered good karma, which has been scientifically proven, Mark. Let me tell you that. It has. Very scientific. <laughs> um, you also get a whole additional podcast from, podcast from us, the Moonshot Master Series. We release it once a month. It's a huge deep dive into a theme, so it's not just one author or expert. So head over to moonshots.io, hit the members button, join in. We are so grateful for all of your support, and hopefully you'll be grateful for this next clip because we tease this out we talked about this idea of two key practices, the morning pages and the artist dates. So I think, Mark, it might be time to dive into that. Yep. Let's hear a great breakdown done by Tofu Goop, who's going to give us a breakdown of those two areas right now. So one of the first sections in the book will introduce you to the basic tools of the book, which are morning pages and artist dates. So morning pages are three pages of writing whatever is on your mind. Sometimes I will find myself writing about my deepest, darkest thoughts. And other times, like this morning, I am writing about how my matcha tastes kind of weird and how that makes me sad. I personally have never in my life been able to consistently journal. Something about the book telling me to do it has really helped me become a journaler. I did it all throughout the 12 week course and I haven't stopped since. Like I am still doing these to this day. I find them very helpful, but I struggle to articulate why. Like it might be because it just like empties my thoughts out of my brain every single morning. Or maybe it's because it takes all of these like thoughts that are floating around in my head and like puts them concretely onto a piece of paper. I'm not sure what it is. Something about them though, I like. I like them, they're good for me. I don't think that they work for everyone and that's okay. I think that's kind of a theme throughout this book. Like there's a lot of tools, lots of tasks, lots of pieces of advice. I think they give you a lot in this book so that you can kind of pick and choose what works for you, if that makes sense. So the second basic tool in the book is artist dates. And this is basically where you take yourself on a little play date and you can really do anything as long as you are alone and without distractions. I think the goal with these is really to spend quality time with yourself and therefore your inner artist. I found these to be the hardest part of the book, hands down, like carving out the time to go do something just by myself was difficult and on some weeks felt 
literally impossible. The way that I approached these was to keep my expectations very low. So instead of like taking myself out to an art museum, I would just go to the shop down the street and look at art there. Or I would go to a thrift store and just look at stuff with a more like artistic eye. Or sometimes I would just go on a very intentional walk out in nature and like take pictures of flowers that I liked. Uh, so much to dig into here. So like, let's, let's just frame it. So everyone knows where we are. There's like essentially two ideas, the morning pages and the artist dates. And what we heard earlier in the first clip is the idea of the morning pages being about concentrating and purging, <laughs> getting it out. Yep. Whereas the artist dates are a creative opportunity to release your inner creativity. Now, mm. I thought it would be interesting, Mark, to tackle something that she said in the clip, which is journaling every day can be hard. Let's start there. Um, I know what she's talking about, Mark. I have to admit. Me too. <laughs> it is hard, isn't it? Oh, my gosh. So let me share with you a quick breakdown on how I do my morning pages slash journal. So I use an app called IA Writer. So there's many good uh, writing apps available in the Apple ecosystem. One of the reasons I like IA Writer is it's not trying to be everything like Evernote and Notion. It's just the cleanest writing interface I've ever seen in my life. That's number one. Number two, I can use IA Writer on natively in the app on my phone, iPad, and my Mac, which means that I don't have, you know, that terrible feeling you have sometimes where you jump in and you're like, oh, I don't have the app or I can't access it on my iPhone. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay. So there's obviously Apple Notes. That for me is just all bits of information and content. When I want to write, Mark, I go to IA Writer. It takes over the full screen. It's insanely minimal. It is just raw and beautiful, and I write. And yeah. I will generally um, give myself a big break, okay? We talked about the prompts, which is the subject matter earlier, so I won't double up there. What I want to do is come back to this other idea, which is I will – if I've had a busy morning and I haven't, uh, for like, for example, I sometimes have calls with the US at 6 a.m. So obviously, you know, my morning routine is vastly different. If I'm then walking after that, I will dictate my journal entry into my phone, into the app. And here's the interesting thing. I don't do any grammar checks, no spell checks. I just get it out into the app. And then when I do have a morning where I've got my proper uh, routine, I sit back and I go and clean up my old uh, journal entries because here's another key thing about journaling. What we discovered from Matthew McConaughey is rereading them some three, four months later yeah. is insanely powerful, okay? So yeah. let's come back to this thing. If I could give people a starting point, that is different to pen and paper and just having a notebook and scribbling some thoughts. If you're a little bit more technically orientated, get an app that is on every platform, phone, tablet, desktop, or PC. And I 
the, the, obviously the thing is when you have the time in the morning, you sit there, you type, you have your coffee, you're all good. But it's always the busy days that catch you out where, where your routine is under challenge, right? So mm-hmm. my breakthrough has been that having the app on my phone, iPad or Mac means no excuses. It's always there. And secondly, I just dictate, blah, 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 get it all out of my head. So people look at me like I'm crazy or hopefully they think I'm on a call. So I'm not being too weird, <laughs> but I'm literally walking down the street, talking to myself in my headphones and whatnot. And then I'll just come back and get out. To me, it is 90% getting it out of the system. And then I go back and clean it up a little bit the, the mm. following day or the day after. Does this kind of ring true to you? Like, trying to find a universal way to do it, like to reduce all the friction. We learned in Atomic Habits, it's like the environment is so important for a habit. So sometimes I'm not in my studio. I'm not sitting there in the beautiful sunshine of Sydney ready to write. Sometimes I'm on the road. Right now I'm in my fourth country. So I'm like (laughs) in a bit of a crazy trip. So like, yeah, I, I just get it out on the phone. I actually dictated my journal this morning on the way to the gym. Because I knew I wouldn't have time. Mm. I I think my experience is a little bit more traditional, I guess. You know, I, I, I still stick with, I've, I've written digitally before and I've utilized apps like Apple Notes, as you've already mentioned, and I've tried Google Documents as well. But the problem with both of those for me is that I spend a lot of time behind my screen during the day. And actually, it's quite liberating for me Oh. to pick up my book and take it maybe with me if I've got the pleasure of sitting in a cafe or whenever I'm on holiday, I'll always take it with me and try and change the scene, try and change right. the scenery and, and right there. Yeah. That for me is a great way of removing those digital distractions, I suppose is the best way of putting it. However, what I really like, Mike, about the build that you've done there is the voice dictation. I think that's a really interesting um, addition that I think you can. Um, maximize within this whole practice yes, because it's very, very therapeutic uh, for myself as well as colleagues that I've worked with. When you have a problem and you try to figure it out, you can't quite see what the problem is. Maybe it's a tricky client or whatever it might be. Sharing that problem, as they always say, is a problem halved. Now, obviously in this case, the intention is not necessarily to show it to somebody else. Rather, it's something that you're reflecting on. I still think that the value that you get out of sharing that something that's keeping you up at night is going to be achieved by voicing it or writing it or whatever it might be. But the voicing aspect is a really nice way of maximizing your time when you're out walking the dog, going on a walk, whatever it might be. Maybe you're running. And and sharing anything, any concerns or pleasures, yeah. positivity yeah. notes. Yeah. I think that's something I'm going to incorporate. Actually, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, with the artist pages, this is about dedicating time to creative pursuits. One yeah. of the ways I try and make that easy is I buy beautiful books, right? Oh yeah, and um, yeah. I buy beautiful books, not some like. If anything that we cover on the show, um, that's Kindle for sure. And it's only like my absolute favorites where I might get like a box set like Ryan Holiday. However, I love architecture, right? So Mm. I have uh, a great fondness for um, 
product design and so I have Adida Rum's um, coffee table book and full biography, same with Zaha Hadid. And not only do I put them near my desk, I have this practice of leaving them open at a page in the studio. So not just closed like normal, but I actually leave them open. So right now in my studio, I'm, uh, I have bought a beautiful book on data visualization. <laughs> Strange topic, I know, but trust me, it's cool. Love it. And um, I leave it open at these different visualizations to inspire me uh, with no agenda. It's not like I'm working on a data visualization project. I just think it's interesting. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, see how I'm I, trying I like to that. bring, this is my little artist page is trying to bring that stuff to me. But I have yeah. to admit, I do agree uh, with this clip that we just played, structuring and making a date for creative time, it's so out of the ordinary and it feels mm. a bit odd and a bit indulgent. Like that's hard. Mm. That's really, <laughs> it's really hard. I, th- I think so too. I, th- I think it is. And I must admit the solo dates that I've done for myself where I'm going to look at or experience something you know, traditionally creative is is quite few and far between yeah. just because, and that's probably true for a lot of us, it's very, very difficult to fit that into your schedule. However, what I liked about that clip we just heard with Tofu Goop is the way that you can interpret creativity and how you can find it in a lot of the other aspects of your life. For example, totally. if you're going on a walk and you're appreciating the architecture or you're appreciating the nature or maybe you're just appreciating a great cup of coffee. I think the idea for me that Julia Cameron's communicating with artist dates is forcing yourself, and I'm, I'm using the word force because I think it's, it's more so important than encouraging, forcing yourself to just take time out, take time to go on a solo run, or take time to go and walk around the block and really give yourself the intentional thought to maybe find something that gets you going. Maybe it's something that, you know, you think is kind of cute. Or maybe it's something that, you know, you're really surprised by. But the point is, I think that Julia Cameron's trying to tell us here is get something that kind of gets your heart beating so that you look at things in that different way. You're more intentional about what you're experiencing. Yes. And therefore you're going to be able to reflect on it later. I, I really like it. Yeah. The other thing I really like is these days, if you want to give a review of the Moonshots podcast in, in the Apple Podcast app, that's really easy. But Spotify is getting a little bit better too. So you can respond to the answers, leave comments on shows now. So it's getting better. So I really do encourage our um, listeners, members, and viewers to jump into those respective technologies. Of course, if you're listening to this, you can come and watch this show at YouTube. If you're watching this show on YouTube, you can listen on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. But I think the key theme is we need your feedback, comments, your ideas. I think the key slogan we'd pitch you is just do it, Mark. Yeah, just do it. Get in touch with us. There's so many different mediums now and platforms that we're on. Let us know your recommendations. Let us know what gets your heart beating and whether you're inspired just like we are with this series on journaling, as well as many of the other shows, all 238 of them, which are your favorites and what you want to hear more of. Yes. So get out there, pen, paper, you know, pigeon message, you name it, send us a message, (laughs) send us feedback, 
Just do it. And that theme is where we're going to next, Mark. That's exactly right. So next up, we've got Martin Sketchley. He's going to tell us a little bit more about sticking to and keeping Julia's routine. First introduced to the idea by uh, a playwright that I really admire. His name's Sebastian Bunchkevich. We'd been at a writing workshop at a place in Scotland called Moniac Moor. This is a really lovely place. If you get a chance to go, I'd, I'd really recommend it. We were at the end of the course. He was one of the tutors. And just he was preparing to leave, standing there with his suitcase and his, his coat on. He mentioned morning pages and showed us his notebook that he uses. And he pointed to the lines and he said, these are the bedrock of everything I've done. And I thought, blimey, I'll have some of that. We all crowded round and had a look at these scribbled lines and someone had noticed he'd written, and so it goes, over and over again a few times and, and sort of asked him, what was that all about? And he said, well, if I'm writing my morning pages and my mind goes blank for a moment, I just kind of write, and so it goes, over and over again until something else clicks in. And this is because one of the most important aspects of writing morning pages is that you don't stop. You just keep the pen or pencil moving across the page. You don't stop. You don't think. You just write. And the thing is, it's easy to say, you just keep writing. But what I discovered is that this isn't actually that easy, especially when you're first starting to do morning pages. We're so used to thinking about what we're going to say and what we're going to write and how we're going to say it that we automatically censor ourselves without realising that's what we're doing. A lot of people also worry about the fact that, you know, someone might find this writing and read it and, well, what then? They're going to judge us, ridicule us, what? This is all part of being too concerned with what other people think and letting that fear influence what we do. Morning pages are a chance to release ourselves from these kind of constraints. But this is something that we have to learn to do. I recently introduced the idea of morning pages to a writer I'd met and she said, I didn't know where to start. And I said, well, that's where you start, by just writing that you don't know where to start. And then you just see what comes next. You just let your mind be free. Just let go and follow the writing. It's this letting go that can be difficult, giving yourself permission to write absolutely anything because it's just not something we're, we're really allowed to do in life. It's this freeing up that makes it a journey of self-discovery. We're not controlling. We're not consciously creating. We're just kind of really along for the ride. It's important not to get too hung up on this being of any value as well because it might not be. Writing these pages that it's, it's, you're not actually in the process of making something, but it can be cleansing and outpouring. Don't forget that this is private writing, writing that's just for you. You can say anything you want, anything. And it's the real benefit. The real benefit comes from those unexpected words. When you learn to let go, writing morning pages really is a bit like meditation. It doesn't matter if they're repetitive or trivial or don't seem important. You just do it. As Julia Cameron says, you know, there's no right or wrong way to do them. I guess another way of looking at that is the fact that however you do them is the right way for you. You just do it. Oh, gosh. That was like we sat in a classroom with Brené Brown and Elizabeth Gilbert teaching us yes. simultaneously because <laughs> yeah. Brené Brown said, stop trying to be perfect. And Elizabeth Gilbert says around creativity, every idea is original because it's coming from an author and a creator and no two people are the same. So no two ideas are exactly the same. So it's time to break through our greatest battles, fear, self-doubt, fear of failure. Forget about it. Just to do it. This bias towards action, make it a habit. And before you know it, like the difference that journaling and mindfulness in the morning makes for me, Mark, is true. Tremendous. It is really, really tremendous. And 
once you start getting used to expressing yourself in a journal or in your, you know, your daily pages, you know, the thing is you'll get so addicted to it, it's going to feel incredibly odd when you haven't done it. So when I've been traveling, I've missed one or two days literally because I've skipped days on the calendar or gone backwards in time. You know what it's like, Mark, when you travel from from the Southern to the Northern Hemisphere, it's like, it's like inception. Um, yeah. <laughs> here's the interesting thing. Like when I have missed a day, I'm like, oh, oh my gosh. Like it's so unusual now for me to miss a day and it's like mm. so important. And sometimes I can really get after it, right? Like write pages. Other times I'm like, I'm going to have a good day today or – I've got a huge uh, uh, event today. I'm super focused. I will succeed. And that's it. That's all I wrote for that whole day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know? It can be super short, can't it? For, for me, the, the the area that sticks out in, in that great clip we just heard is this idea of censorship and being worried about what people might say or think if they were to read your notes. Yes. And that's obviously, I think, probably quite a common concern for a lot of people who, who, are, who are writing. Um, and for me, what I've really found through the act of journaling is uh, that sense of freedom that comes when you do set yourself away from your uh, presumptions on what you should or shouldn't be writing. This idea of censorship, for me at least, has uh, has lifted. And what I've found through the act of being able to you know, take time and write down a few pages each day is an elevated sense of confidence yeah, and an elevated sense of being able to communicate what it is that I'm trying to say or do to other people. Because without having, you know, purged and without getting all those cobwebs out of my head, those distractions, I find it very, very challenging sometimes to really focus my full attention on a particular task or deliverable or even a conversation perhaps. So once I've managed to get everything down, you know, on paper or on screen, or voice dictations, whatever it might be, whatever medium it might take, it then allows me to feel more grounded, more comfortable, more able to give an individual or a task my full attention because I felt less censored and I feel less worried about what it is that I'm trying to hide from other people because the truth is everything's down on paper. So there's nothing else for me to hide, yes. which is a great relief, isn't it? It's like taking off a heavy weight. <laughs> oh, totally. And um, that's why there's a, a sense of peacefulness that can come from your writing. Plus mm-hmm. what you alluded to is when you achieve that, that sort of calmness, that is the perfect environment for your creativity, expression, and ideas to come out. Your great creativity will not come out if you're feeling stressed, right? It will be too, right? It's not coming out then, right? (laughs) So I think the call to arms here is clear the mind, purge it of the monkey mind, purge it of all those crazy thoughts, and then allow your creativity, your intuition to call you towards things that are of interest, of curiosity to you and let your creativity flow. I think the lesson here though is if you don't, if you don't really get into this idea of artist dates or morning pages, either way you might not purge or you might not allow that creative um, potential to come out. So as mm. bonkers as it sounds, create the creative outlets, expressions, the formats 
that will encourage you, give you the permission that this is a moment that you can be creative because you've kind of cleared the head so now you can be creative. Do these things and I think there's enormous liberation. I mean, you said it, you feel more confident and mm. when you feel more confident, all of those things get better. Your reflections get better. Your creativity gets better. And you can go, I truly believe this is from a mindfulness perspective and mindset perspective. We are getting you on a path towards doing the things that you should be doing. Not just thinking, uh, uh, searching for where you can be good, but finding the forum for where you can be great, where you can find purpose, where you can find reason and meaningfulness in your life because it is all about getting it right up here, isn't it? Yeah, it is, isn't it? This idea of ownership, I think, has really come through in the clips that we've heard so far. This idea of taking that control, isn't it? And we've got another clip, Mike, that we're actually going to, sadly, I should say, close the show on because I've really enjoyed everything that we've learned so far is going to be coming from Julia again, who's now talking to Russell Brand. And this next clip, I think, is a really great demonstration on being able to uh, take control and seek out the things in your life that you really, really love. When we Now we're in this um, extraordinary time. You've already sort of brilliantly metabolized and I would say, you know, sort of created so much original content, but like it comes in, in, from your description, at least from a place of spiritual awakening and spiritual journeying, uh, but it specifically applied to creativity. How do you consider that that the, these ideas can be applied now that we find ourselves in a very particular moment, in a moment of you know isolation, a moment of anxiety and fear? How do you think that this work and the principles of recovery and the principles of the artist way and your other work apply in this very unique time? I think actually uh, it's a wonderful window for creativity. Uh, Many of us are sort of trapped indoors. We're restless. uh, We're we're feeling claustrophobic. uh, And we're feeling that events are beyond our control. Uh, And what we do have control over is taking the pen to the page uh, and writing three pages of how we feel and what we care about. Uh, And I think uh, there are many tools in the book of The Artist's Way beyond morning pages, although that's the bedrock tool. Uh, And uh, I think as you do those exercises, uh, I'm, I'm thinking now particularly of one which is numbering from 1 to 25 and listing 25 things that you love. Uh, And you can't actually go on an artist's date right now, but you can recall the things that you loved. Uh, And as you recall the things that you loved, you you gain confidence uh, and you gain security and you gain enthusiasm uh, and you gain, hopefully, a little bit of frivolity. (laughs) <laughs> and right now we desperately need frivolity. 
what a sweetie, right? What an absolute yeah. sweetie. Um, yeah. So I think if we go back to Stoicism and some of Eckhart Tolle's work, um, you really do control your thoughts, um, mm. but that truth can be hard to accept. You might not um, control the things that happen around you and to you, but you can control how you think about them, how you react to them, and how you choose to respond to them. And in the end of the day, if you have your thoughts and your faculties, you can always get out pen and paper and start writing. Whether life is good, bad, or otherwise, you can do this, right? It, it's isn't it funny? We've all got so many responsibilities with our jobs, with our families, our lives. But something as as simple as this, and a lot of us probably take notes daily, whether it's post-it notes, what am I going to buy from the shop, or whether it's something more substantial with work. We all do this type of activity pretty much every day, regardless. All that we're trying to, I think, uncover, and what Julia's calling us out on here is utilize that medium and really focus on the things that matter to you. Really call out those things that are making you feel overwhelmed mm. or all out the things that you're really enthusiastic about. You know, Mike, I'm, I'm, I'm called calling back to our series on, on happiness actually. And I know that the Dalai Lama book was really focused on thinking of happiness as a muscle and something that you've got to keep trained. Yes. I believe that where Julia, I think one of the things that we can learn from that last clip that we just heard from Julia there about listing, you know, your top 25 things you love is, is an exercise in gratitude and is an exercise in being able to notice and reflect on those things that when you are then out and about, you're on your artist date, or maybe you're just on a work trip and you're come, traveling to four or so countries, hmm. you're able to look around and think, I appreciate this. Yeah. And, and that's such a wonderful, um, I think, freedom that comes with working on yourself and working on understanding and learning about yourself, taking ownership of what are those things where I'm really good and what are the things that I want to get a little bit better at. It's so freeing, isn't it? And so empowering when you take the time to delve into that, reflect on it and put it into practice when you're next out and about and you start noticing things. Yeah, it, it really is. It's, you know, I think however you choose to write, however you choose to express yourself, to clear the head and to be creative, it is like an ancient art that we can always return to to get ourselves sorted. And I think that for many of our listeners, I'm going to imagine that they have some sort of knowledge worker job and uh, we are processing so much to what you mentioned just then. We are processing directly what we're working on, the relationships around. So if you've got the functional work, the behavioral mm -hmm. collaborative teamwork stuff around it, then you've got, oh, hey, I should probably be thinking about other stuff more mid and long term in terms of my work. Then you're thinking about what skills you need to develop for work. Then you're thinking about your friends and keeping in touch with them, organizing uh, in everyone's busy lives, time to get together. Then you think about your family, your direct family, uh, whether you have 
partners, children, parents, you've got obligations there, your wider family. Then you, oh, by the way, you've got your health. If you think about the myriad of things that you process, and I sometimes I'm journaling about my health, about insights into diet or exercise, right? That's a lot to process. So just to consider what is required, what can go into your morning pages is all those topics. But then, Mark, then we get to your creative potential to think differently, to combine, synthesize ideas and opportunities, things, whether they're products, services, people, or whether they're creative outlets and hobbies and arts and crafts, whatever it is that is your creative passion, you've got to pursue it because what I notice is when I'm not pursuing creative activities and endeavors, I feel like there's something missing. I feel a little hollow, right? So you need to clear the head. You need to, you know, unlock that creativity. I think, isn't it amazing to think we started with this idea of let's find out more about journaling. And once again, we come full circle to mindfulness and creativity. Huge themes of the show, right? I know. Yeah. And ownership as well. Yes. You know, this ability, Yoko Willink would probably uh, be high-fiving Julia Cameron right now because this is so demonstrated within his work as well. Just take control, take ownership and just start doing it. And I think that's why I really enjoyed that third clip we had about writing down and so it goes, and so, and it, so goes. it goes. There's going to be plenty of blockers. And the truth is we've all experienced those blockers. We've all found days when it's tough to write more than a couple of words. And I think that shared experience is also quite freeing, knowing that everybody has probably gone through a similar process right. on their journey to you know, freeing up their mind or purging, or more like Elizabeth Gilbert, really focusing on being able to dispel any concerns you have around what other people have done and instead go at it your own way. Again, calling back to that idea of censorship, I think it's just so uh, powerful, such a powerful means of helping yourself be able to focus and do your best work is is this journaling aspect, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It actually reminds me a little bit of the, was it the five-second rule by Mel, Mel Robbins? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. How yeah. she said, if you have an idea, you got to write it down. You got to do something. You got to get yeah. it out in five seconds, right? Do it right now. Yeah. This propensity towards action. We've heard from Brenny Brown with Stepping in the Arena, yeah. with Mel Robbins. Mel Robbins, that was a fantastic series. Oh, that was really action orientated. And I think Julia Cameron sits up there as well because she's encouraging us just to pick up pen or put your fingers down on the key on the keyboard or just pick out your microphone and start recording. Yes. Start today. Yes, yes, it's so true. Mark, so many topics, so many ideas, but we come to that point where I say to you, of all of those, what is the one that has garnered your attention for tomorrow? Look, I think the this series is going to be very, very interesting for us because we're advocates for journaling, uh, but I think we're going to find out a lot of new tips and tricks and encouragements to keep us honest and keep us journaling. I think for me, Mike, the thing that was revealed today was that idea of just doing it. And even if you've run out of words, you just keep on writing. 
just and so it goes and so and it goes, so it so goes. goes. yeah yeah <laughs> that's a new tip that i that i think i'm going to put into my repertoire of of work there what about you mike what stands out to you because i know how passionate and diligent you are when it comes yeah. to journaling oh it's a screamer artist dates i gotta get oh, i gotta get, yeah. I gotta get started on that stuff mm. yeah i've got the nice books to yeah, inspire me but dude I'm falling short on that on that one so yeah. time. Yeah, you're right. That's that's a really nice build from Julia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Mark, I want to say thank you to you uh, and thank you to you, our members, viewers, and listeners. Here today on show 238 of the Moonshots podcast, we studied the work of Julia Cameron and the artist's way was the book, was our Bible. And it started with coaxing yourself forward, enjoying that magic of writing and letting it flow. And there were two key practices, morning pages, all about the concentration, artist dates, all about the release. And when we try to build a habit, our greatest enemy is ourselves, our will and our resilience. The key thing is just do it. And so it goes and goes and goes. Do these things and you'll be able to seek out the things that you love. You'll be able to find fulfillment, satisfaction. You'll be able to be the best version of yourself. You'll be able to learn out loud with us. And that's what we're all about here at the Moonshots Podcast. That's a wrap.